Welcome to the Proceedings Podcast. I'm Bill Hamlet, the Editor-in-Chief of Proceedings, and this is Day 3, the wrap-up of Tailhook. And I've actually got a, a bonus episode here. So my guest is uh, Rear Admiral Doug Verissimo, call sign V8. Yes, sir. He is Commander Naval Air Forces Atlantic. He had the air boss, his boss, on yesterday, uh, Admiral Weitzel. Uh, but Admiral Verissimo's in uh, in Norfolk. He's in charge of all the Navy, naval aviation for the Atlantic Fleet. And uh, sir, thanks for stopping by. This is great. My pleasure. Glad to be here. Yeah. So a little bit about uh, your background. So you're F-18 pilot. You were a Blue Angel. Uh, which which position did you fly? So I was uh, the narrator for the first year, and then I got to be seven, uh, six, and then five. So solo pilot. You're solo guy. Uh, m- making okay. noise, having fun, scaring the crowd. Amazing. Exciting the kids. Amazing. So, uh, Blue Angel, you commanded Gunslingers of VFA 105. You then went into the nuclear power uh, pipeline. So, nuke pipeline, you commanded a deep draft. You had command of uh, USS Carl Vinson, CVN 70. And then you were a strike group commander, strike group, you said nine Nine on on Theodore Roosevelt. On Theodore Roosevelt. So, uh, and now you're at Air Land. Uh, So, you wanted to talk a little bit about young folks who won. Generation. One might be interested in joining, or two might be, you know, in a commissioning program right now, getting ready to choose what they want to do in service their commission selection, sir, sir. service selection, right? Uh, so, you know, what's on your mind? So really, uh, and a little bit of a, more on my background is I actually came into the Navy as a Naval Aviation Cadet, uh, which meant I was at a junior college looking for some help to finish school, uh, talked to a Navy recruiter, uh, an officer recruiter, was uh, given the opportunity to get a uh, some help with my last two years of college, or to start flying right away. Being that was the NAVCAD. Naval Aviation Cadet NAVCAD. So yeah. being impetuous and 21 years old, wanting to get after it. Uh, as a parent, I probably would have asked my child to finish her education. As a 21-year-old, I decided to go fly airplanes right away. Uh, and frankly, that made all the difference in the world because that changed my outlook and my motivation to continue my schooling and to to, uh, become better. And and, uh, being around the people in naval aviation, our sailors and our leaders has just been a a big change in my life. So getting the focus on young people and the the concept of service and being a member of a team. I think the team in naval aviation, Fly Navy, uh, from the nuclear, from the propulsion, if you want to operate a nuclear reactor, you're part of naval aviation. If you want to work on the flight deck of an aircraft carrier, if you want to learn how to put together a jet after it's been damaged, uh, or to maintain a multi-billion dollar or multi-million, hundreds of millions of dollar jet on the flight deck of an aircraft carrier. There's a lot to be gained for the rest of your life in, in uh, working force. So lots of skills, opportunity for service, high technology. Uh, stuff working you, with great people. And, and work with great people, right, and, and go do important things. As a CEO of a squadron and CEO of a carrier, right, um, what was your experience? How, how the sailors do in these days? So our sailors are phenomenal these days. They're, they're uh, phenomenal communicators. It is really impressive. I was much more timid as a young person talking to older people. That is, uh, it, my generation wonders why young people are so outspoken, but they're, they're much more engaged and smarter, and they want to engage, and we have to help them understand how they are making a difference. And, and I there is a there's there is money to be made in the private sector. Uh, there is a free education in naval aviation that can help you whether you fall in love with this business, stay thirty five years like I did, right? 
or you do your initial commitment and take what the nation has given you and continue to give back to the nation somewhere else, this is a great place to start. So uh, I, my, my message to young folks is think about it, consider it, talk to us. And uh, it, it, there's some worthwhile uh, worthwhile work to do out on the high seas Got it. For, our, for our nation. Agree. Um What's going well in uh, you know in Airland? You know, up jets. Uh, you're getting are you getting pilots into squadrons uh, that you need to get you know to fill seats in particularly department head tours that kind of thing. You know, where, where are your challenges and, and what's going well? Yeah, much like Airbus probably talked about, we are we are challenged uh, in general if we talk across the force. Uh, and I don't want to keep beating the beating the drum, but getting the young people interested in joining the uniform service is a little bit more challenging. Now, I think part of that is messaging. In our officer corps, we're doing really well getting people in the door. There, the graduates from uh, from colleges. If you're in a ROTC program or the Naval Academy, folks want to go aviation. They see the camaraderie and the and the teamwork of being an aviator. And, and frankly, it's it's a a lot of fun. You're not going to have an office with a better view than the cockpit of a of an aircraft uh, in the United States Navy. Sure. So getting people in is wonderful. The economy is really strong right now. Yeah. And the uh, airlines in general are hiring. We are uh, under the civilian arm of our nation. And so we, we are trying to pursue competitive uh, uh, wages. There's no doubt that the machine that you fly in the Navy is better than any out there in the world. The, I never was right. really fascinated by being an airline pilot. Yeah, but super, there is, super Hornet versus a 737. 737. Night and day. Uh, yeah. my, my thrill in life is flaring to land. That's not That wasn't what I was really uh, pursuing. Uh, but there are some family considerations, and there is a generous uh, compensation if you do go that way. Yeah. Uh, but it's still a selling point because if we can get you in the door and you start flying with us, if that's the way you want to go, God bless you, you served your nation. Right. Uh, but I think there's a lot of people, once they get in, they, they get the hook of uh, flying a Ferrari over a school bus. And uh, I just want to stay in Ferraris as long as I can. Yeah. But uh, to answer your question more pointedly, uh, we are at a little bit of a low. There's been a sine wave over time. It comes and goes getting people to stay in, and we're right. working hard. Uh, to get the compensation and the motivation to keep our department heads and those middle uh, middle tier, the folks that are kind of halfway through their career, yep. and get them to stay that second half. Super JOs, super JOs, department heads. Department heads. Yeah. Our our commanding officers have never been better. Uh, our major commanders are uh, great leaders, and, and we're working uh, really well as a team. Uh, there, the the competition in the world right now. It's hard to look away from. And folks that are involved in our businesses realize we are not uh, enjoying the advantage that we once did. So we need to be better every day. And that motivates people to want to be better. Well, our, our uh, listeners and uh, followers will, will know that a couple of months ago and a year ago, we had a guy named Jim Fennell former PAC fleet director of intelligence, uh, retired intel guy, uh, probably one of the foremost experts on the POA Navy and the, the military buildup. And so we've had him on the show a couple of times to talk about the fact that you know, the Chinese are, they're, they're plopping ships in the water, their pace, they describe it as, uh, you know, dumplings in the soup, right? That's how fast they're launching new ships, uh, multiple different classes of ships. And so numerically, 
The United States Navy is a smaller Navy than the POA Navy now. Uh, Tonnage-wise, we still have an edge. Yes. But numerically, in terms of ships, uh, we are not the, the largest Navy in the world anymore. So there's some work to be done. To use a sports analogy, we still got a, we, we've got an incredible playbook. You, you, it's, it's tougher to win if you're uh, uh, wondering what the other team is doing and trying to mimic that. Yep. And in many ways, uh, whether we're talking his, historically the Cold War or even right now, uh, they're trying to watch us and see what we do. So that gives us an advantage. But it also requires that we be as innovative and keep those uh, innovative young people and get that young perspective uh, on what we're missing, uh, the teaming of machines, the teaming of uh, technology and humans. Uh, young, young people are very good at uh, uh, aspects of technology, and they bring an understanding of, of how writing code or, or how an app might improve or uh, how laying on software to uh, how we work and live can help us in naval aviation. Got it. It'd be pretty hard to get somewhere. We don't look at maps anymore. Right. It's intuitive. Yeah. Uh, and it's that type of added addition to the human performance that uh, the young folks just knock it out of the park. How about kneeboard cards? Yeah. Are, are we still flying with kneeboard cards? Uh, there's still a little bit of paper in the cockpit, but not nearly as much. So much more is now embedded into the aircraft. Got it. So you bring uh, your brick. You bring your brick. You plug your brick in, and yeah. So there's still a, there's always a couple pieces of paper just uh, for updates. Backup kind of stuff. But yeah. uh, you know the the mission planning and all of that. If you want to work with uh, cutting edge software and, and mission planning and think about uh, if you want to become a planning expert and a mission, if uh, how you attack a problem and methodically execute. Uh, I think there are no better organizations, not just the Navy. DOD in general is very good at understanding the problem and getting after it. Yeah, um, especially tactical problems. Tactical right? problems, yeah. absolutely. You go strike, you go to SLAT, strike leader, attack training school, uh, which I attended back in the 90s. I don't know if it's still called that. but no, they, they, They've changed all the they acronyms. Changed the acronyms, okay. But, yeah, I remember that, that very methodical, like, where's the target? How are you going to get there? How are you going to defend yourself on the way in and way out, right? Uh, how do you take down the IADs? Yes, you know, those, those are fun, really fun and intellectually stimulating challenges to go after. Yeah. Parting shots, saved rounds? Yeah, just parting shots from uh, this kid from Cape Cod. Uh, no kidding. Uh, life, life is long, but it goes by in, in an instant. Time is really all you have. And it is not a waste of time to spend five to ten years working for the naval and naval aviation. It changes your life. Uh, and, and sometimes along the way, it may change your life and get you to stick around like me. Yep. But I know very few people who, who joined the Navy officer enlisted who were successful in their tour that haven't looked back and thought very kindly on that tour. And then uh, in, in, the, uh, in that bucket of life, it has given them advantages they wouldn't have had otherwise. So uh, for the young people out there and for the parents that are uh, out there, think about it. Talk to us. Talk to your kids. Uh, my job as a Blue Angel was to bring naval aviation to crowds across America, and, and uh, uh, we still got some incredible value out there for, for our consumers and for our nation and those who want to protect it. Well said. All right. Well, my guest has been uh, Rear Admiral Doug Verissimo, call sign V8. He is Commander Naval Air Forces Atlantic Fleet. Thanks for stopping by, sir. Thanks. And uh, it's been a great hook and uh, nice way to wrap it up thanks we'll do it again on the show I, I look forward to it all right awesome Thank okay you. until next episode which will be a couple weeks from now after i take a little vacation time after uh after tail hook 
Uh, but until next episode, remember, victory begins at the Naval Institute.